for tuning in to the Slow Well Podcast that is successful is on Elevation. I am Kendra. And I'm Ramon. And as we have in our previous shows, we always start off with a powerful motivational quote. And it starts by saying, everyone has two eyes, but no one has the same view. Uh, yeah, I would think that would be correct. Yeah. yeah what sounds... was with the sexy, <laughs> the sexy intro? That's my, that's my I new. That's my new intro. Oh, okay. Ooh, lovely. All right. So. Welcome to, to the quiet storm. Right. <laughs> so with our quotes, we thought it would be appropriate to talk about dreaming versus vision. And the difference. What is the difference and how you can become or giving you steps toward being a visionary, making your dreams into fruition, turning your dreams into fruition. Well, let me read what I have here that is basically telling people the difference between dreams and visions. Okay. Right. I like this one too. You know what I'm saying? So it says, reality dictates that while visions are comprised of dreams, dreams are not visions. Right. Dreams are flights of fancy. Visions are directives. Entrepreneurs are those who turn their dream into a plan. A vision that they make real, either as a business, a process, or something entirely new and different. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Dreams are what you see when you're imagining a hypothetical scenario. And visions are what you see when you look to the future without hypothesizing, wishing, or imagining. So, yeah, that's. So, what do you, what is your, what is your difference? What do you, what do you, what do you, how do you differentiate a dream from your vision? Like what my dad would say, nothing comes to sleep but a dream. So you're just kind of sleeping, you know what I mean? Like you're you're imagining things that could be, that should be, that you want. And then with vision, you're putting things into action. You're actually moving, you know, you, you're, you're, um, the results are tangible. Isn't, isn't it most- tangible in a dream? In a dream, you're just imagining. You but do, aren't you, you doing, just, are you just imagining in a vision? No, because you're literally walking your vision. Like, you're doing your vision. You know what I mean? Like, you're, the, the wheels are turning. Everything is moving. There's no, there's no daydreaming. There's no gazing. There's no, you know, it, it's just kind of, I don't know. I, I guess it would be a metaphor because when I think of dreaming, I think you're just kind of, sleeping you know what i mean i did hear this one version of a, uh is it a dream no it's not a dream it's something else so never mind <laughs> well the thing is too is you need both functions i mean meaning dreams and vision for human consciousness so you need them both mm-hmm. because they can inform they will influence your life. They influence direction, you know. Um, 
when I think of people that dream, I think of people that, you know, say, hey, I want to do this or I could do that. And it's like, well, you've been saying that for the last 20, 30 years. So, you know, when you going to make it happen, you know, um, versus the people who said, you know, that are visionaries. A lot of times you don't hear what they're going to do. You see the result of what they what they visualized or what they dreamt. So when you dream, it sounds like when you're dreaming, you're talking, you're dreaming of what you hope to happen. And when you have a vision, you're dreaming or you're seeing what you know is going to happen as if you already have it. Exactly. So it's kind of, you know, living, basically living in faith. Okay. Don't you think? So here are some five habits that visionaries have, like um, Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and Oprah and P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Diddy, whatever he calls himself, Nas, Jay-Z, Serena. You know, these are things that... um, Let's see, who is this from? Insider found that they all have in common and it's that they always start with show not tell everyone has ideas right ideas are cheap because it's just an idea it's just you visual it's just excuse me not visualize but it's just you dreaming right but you're just talking you just flapping your gums and you ain't saying nothing it's like yo son Yo, son, can we can we see some results? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's kind of you know where it's at. You know you gotta show not tell. Um, you know don't speak about it, be about it. So that can't come with the vision. You mean a dream? No, the same. In a vision, you're dreaming anyway. A dream, you're dreaming. I think when you want to debate the two, if you see them. At, they're not really always contrasting you know sometimes they can kind of like be parallel and meet somewhere kind of mm-hmm. merge somewhere mm-hmm. um, where that dream becomes a vision mm-hmm. because like I said when you think of like the literal definition of dreaming it's like un- you're being unconscious you know what I mean you're just mm-hmm. you're seeing something play out you know while you're sleeping right a vision is something that you see while you're conscious whether it be in your subconscious or just your regular level of consciousness it's kind it's really deep um but i think with visions they're made more valid Mm -hmm. that's what i think that's what i believe so is it safe to say that with the vision, there's more confidence in that than a dream. Absolutely. I'd say that. Coming from me, yes, yes. Because if I'm dreaming about something, I could be dreaming about being a princess, you know. Uh, <laughs> a princess. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Being a princess and uh, Cinderella or, you know what I mean? Like a story like that. That could be... You know, that could be somebody's level of dreaming. I mean, that is what I think of when you're dreaming. Just some kind of flights of fancy, like you said. You know, also, I think, though, with the vision comes a purpose. P 
passion. Passion, absolutely. So you're not, you're dreaming, but you're probably actually are envisioning a life that you're supposed to have versus, like you said, a dream. You're dreaming or thinking about something that you kind of want, you know, or hope to have, and it usually is something that may seem unattainable. You know, not all dreams are not unattainable. Nobody said it was you know, unattainable. Because if you think about it, Eric, we, we got planes in the sky. We got all this technology. Those are, those are dreams and thoughts and visions. Those before. are visions. Those because visions. they were actually making things happen while they were, you know, hypothesis. I don't want to say hypothesizing, but while they were trying to figure out how to put things together. That was so a vision. So with the dream, there's no action is what you're saying. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I dreamed that you was you you was making me some blueberry pancakes and you got up and you did it, is that a dream or was that my vision because it actually happened? What's well, gonna be a vision? Because I would like some blueberry yeah. pancakes too. Because <laughs> that blueberry cake pancake we had yesterday was so fire. <laughs> Anyway. Okay, so the second. The, oh, that's, okay. Hold on. What was the first one? The first it? one was show, not tell. Okay. Right? And you want to do that anyway. That's true. Right? You, you want to do that anyway. Show and not tell. Everybody don't need to know your next move. Yeah, stop telling everybody your next move. Like Steve Harvey said, and I don't know if he got it from somebody else, if you want to kill a big dream, Tell it to a small-minded person. Amen. So stop telling everybody your next move. Stop telling everybody what you're about to do because somebody's always going to put their fears fears and and what they feel like they can't do onto your dream. And a lot of times that's going to keep you from doing it because you're going to think, yeah, they're right. I can't do that. And people want to drag you down to their level of thinking and their mindset, and it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. What's the second one? You got to be fearless. Go against the crowd. Yeah, don't be afraid to stick out. Yeah. Even if that means being alone. Yeah. And sometimes that's, that's hard. But that's what a lot of... Play six- like me. No. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> hey, hard. I don't mind being alone. You don't. Some people don't. Some people yeah. got to be in a crowd. They got to be around people. Some people got to have... And that's the thing about vision. Mm-hmm. With a vision, you have to be comfortable. Like they said, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. But you also have to get comfortable with people nobody. Yeah, with people are disagreeing with you and nobody really seeing what you see and everybody being against it. Like, hey, man, that's not going to work. Why don't you just go get a job? Why don't you just go back here and do this? That's crazy. Why would you quit? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? Like, you have to be comfortable with nobody seeing it and just going at it alone yeah i think about a lot of people that we you know love and admire on youtube that you know do the same thing that we do and seeing where they started and where they are now it's amazing because you know in the beginning they were just kind of like i don't know why i'm doing this but eventually they got to a point where they're like See, I had that vision, but I didn't know, you know, the direction I was not, or the destination 
um, that was planned for me. And I think that is, you know, that's the most difficult thing when you're going against the grain or going against the crowd, you know, is that you have people that will disagree with you all the time, but it's different when there are people that you love and, you know, that usually give you support. Um, like when I decided that I didn't want to go back to work, <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't want to work for nobody. I'm retiring by this age. And I was actually able to do it. And, you know, people in the family was like, you had a good job, girl. You can go travel to your, you know, <laughs> to your place of employment and you can do this and you work from home and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of like, man, I'm not happy, you know, like. That's not what I want to do. That's the biggest thing, I think, with people with vision. Because I've known people who quit a job that they was at for for a while. You know, good benefits, you know, all that stuff. And they just, like, they quit. Yeah. They had something else that they wanted to do. And they, like, and, you know, in that position, you're going to have a lot of people that's like, man, why would he quit this job? Like, that's crazy. You've been there this long. You got benefits. He got, he got family. He got this. He got that. Like, why would they quit? That's stupid. And then when you make it, when you know what I'm saying, when your vision actually comes to fruition, then them same people is calling you up, you know, hey, man, I knew you was going to do it. So, you know, <laughs> you got to, you got to, you know, you got to be humble. That's you another really thing. You got to be humble because it's going to be easy to tell everybody, you know, F you kick rocks. Right. So you, I think with that too, going against the crowd, you got to be prepared. You got to have thick skin um, because people will kind of ostracize you. True. You got COVID. (laughs) People will ostracize you um, for thinking differently, especially Mm -hmm. now, you know, whereas we've become a society where if you don't believe what another person believes, they will what's that they'll they'll cancel you cancel culture yeah i think that's the 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 most dumbest thing that i've ever experienced in my whole life people go with crowds yeah people people nobody likes to stand down and be that person that like says no y'all this is that's stupid yeah no you want to be that person say yeah yeah no that's a good idea knowing in the back of your mind you like no that this is stupid but i don't want to say anything for fear of everybody turning against me and looking at me different. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be, when you got a vision, like you said, you have to be comfortable, get comfortable with people, with looking like an idiot, basically. Looking stupid to everybody, looking crazy to everybody. I mean, like you said, look at, you know, uh, the guy with Apple. Tim, was Tim Cook? Mm -hmm. Tim Cook. He's the one that died, though, right? I think, I I can't remember. Yeah, one of whoever. That Bezos, you know. All these people, I seen an interview with Jeff Bezos where he was riding a little Honda or something with the guy interviewing him and he was talking about, you know, how he wouldn't buy it, you know, a, a real expensive car. You know, it was just weird. Like, some of these, some of these real uh, creative, multi-billionaire people, you know, I'm sure look crazy as hell to people. You know what I'm saying? When they was in their garage thinking of how to make software and that just made them hella money, you know what I mean? So, yeah, when you got a vision, I feel like most people are not going to be, they're not going to understand it. Yeah. And it's not to be understood because that's your vision. Yeah. You know, that true. is your vision. That That is what 
whether you believe or not, we do. But that's what God has for you. You know, that's the blueprint of your life, not theirs. You know, um, if they don't believe it, you know, they need to go on and have their own vision, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or whatever. But the, I think the biggest thing is when you have a vision and you're going against the crowd. I don't think you could put. I don't think you should put money into the equation. It should just be I'm following what's in my heart, and this is what I see for myself. You know, um, once you start putting money into the equation, then things get confusing, and you're like, okay, I got to think about this person and that person and that person and that person. You're not necessarily being selfish when you remove people from your visualization. You're just allowing yourself to go deeper into you know that that goal that purpose mm-hmm. that's what I think I believe that <laughs> yeah, I agree and then you have to be willing to start small um man you know how you make the peach cobbler and you, you put the cobbles on top you the know cobbles yeah because you know like a real southern peach cobbler listen I'm making a point oh what is cobbles I'm about to tell you. Okay. okay, so you got the dough. People, you know, you know how black folks is. They like they gonna like lay the pie crust on top. But actually, with a real peach cobbler, they take the dough and they kind of like place it, and it just yeah. kind of comes together. Mm. And that's that. That's kind of what happens when your visualization is formed. You have small pieces here and there, and you're like, I don't know how. To, you know how this is going to work together but it's put into the oven and you can think of the oven as a crucible and everything just comes together it just builds hmm. that's a good little analogy see I got a couple of them a couple three analogy. four you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't like my collar <laughs> like that though I like the strips of dough <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, like we playing tic-tac-toe alright 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 so what's the, hold on what number was that that was number three. Okay, so the first one again was what? The first one was, um, let's see, uh, show, not tell. Okay, so keep, keep it to yourself. All right. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, keep your EMF and mouth closed. <laughs> um, second one is fearlessness. Yep. Go against, going against the crowd. Going against the grain. Right? Number three is be willing to start small. Start small. Right. So, um... And with that, that means if you want that new Benz and Beamer, don't be looking at your little escort getting mad and getting sad. You got to be grateful. You got to be grateful you ain't walking, mm. right? You're still rolling. Yeah, you know, some females, you know, they may not like it, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to get your real one in. But, you know, you just got you to gotta keep humble and, and just know that. Well, you know, speaking of humbleness, we started off. Like that. You know, we would see people around us with the nicer vehicles. Still do. Yeah, nicer homes. Still do. (laughs) I mean, yeah, of course we still do. But it's, you know. I don't get jealous like that. I don't either. I I mean, we have the capability of, of doing so much more, but we choose not to. You know, it's, it's more or less like. Because you have a vision. See, when you have a vision, you don't let anybody mess up that vision, right? Because some people is going to come in that in your life, and they're going to tell you to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. 
then other people are going to tell you, they're not going to tell you to stop doing it, but they're going to say, hey, won't you do it like this? Right. Won't you go get that house and that car and everything? You know, you, man, you, don't you want to have it? I know you can do it. Go yeah. and get it. And it's nice, but you like, no, that's not what I see right now. Right. That ain't my vision right now. That's it's so later. true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can go get that new Benz, but you know what? I might want that property first. To get that property or give me that Benz. Right. We got to get more properties to get that. You know what I'm saying? Rolls See, with your vision, then you got to, yeah, with your vision, <laughs> you got to set your priorities too. Exactly. That's so You know true. what I mean? Because that's like people who stay in an apartment with a new car paying payments. We've all well, done wait, it. Wait a minute. We've I don't want to, I don't want to like, critique people. No, no, no. It ain't critique it, but it, that's true. That's no, 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 we're not going to do I ain't going to do that. <laughs> I'm not talking down on nobody because like I said, I've done it. It kind of sounds I like I didn't it. get no new, new car, but you know what I'm saying? You got an apartment and you get a newer car and you're paying payments, right? That's backwards. Absolutely. But you need people to tell you that that's backwards. See, we had to learn that that was backwards. Yeah, but see, what I think, too, and this is kind of off subject, is why would the banks give you a loan for a car before they will a house? That's a whole different they subject, can, and we'll have to talk about because that. Because they can come time. and get that car real quick. That house, you're talking about the foreclosure takes a long time. Yeah, but I think it has something else to listen, do. No, 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 listen, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. Uh, with the car, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to break wealth. it down, though. Well, think of, the banks don't care about you making wealth. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying because a home, if you think about it, a home can can allow some people to. But think about this from the you got to think wealth. about it from the bank's perspective. Mm-hmm. I'll lend you a car, mm-hmm. right? If you don't make payments as a bank, I can come and get it, and I can fix it up, make clean up whatever, and resell it, and probably make my money back if not more. Okay, I get right? that. Right? Yeah. Now, some people will live in their car. They may not have a place to live. They'll live in their car, right? Uh-huh. You have to find a car wherever they put it, right? But <laughs> I can get that car back and put in, you know, and, and get some more value out of it. Uh-huh. A house, that's a long process for me to have to foreclose on the house uh-huh. to get it back from you. But as a bank, I don't want the house. The banks are not in the business of uh, managing property. Right. I they're understand. in the business. Oh, I understand uh, that. They're in the business of the loans. Right. So if you don't pay that house and now they got to foreclose on you and now they got to get the house back, now they're really going to take a loss when they try to sell it again. They right. don't want that. So that's why you got to go through the whole process with the pre-approval, you know, being getting qualified to get your home because they want to make sure that you can afford that joint. I'm just saying, you know, they want to make sure that you can afford that joint. So I understand. Hey, you know, just you know. Yeah, that's the same thing. Well, I think it's more or less too. Is if somebody's paying twelve hundred dollars in rent, why can't they pay a twelve hundred dollar mortgage? But that's neither here nor there. But I say it's backwards. No, no, I say it's backwards. That's neither here nor there. Because we said it before. (laughs) If you have a choice between getting a new car, or getting a home or property. The smartest choice is to get the property, not the car. Because as soon as you drive that car off the lot, you've already lost value. Right. When you buy a property, in most instances, you have equity before you even sign the papers. Yes. Especially in this market. Yeah. So I'm going to buy a property, 
and probably have thousands of equity before I even take possession. But I'm going to go get a car first that I'm going to lose thousands as soon as I drive that joint off the lot. Yeah, so you got to be willing to start small. Okay, let's get back on subject. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll say this. Um, if you're only willing to start at the top, you'll never get off the bottom. Well, yeah, that's, that's, it's better to start at the bottom. See, because then you know, hey, if something happened, I got to go back. I know what it's like. I know right. how to get back to the top. But see, that's why you have people who started off with money and they hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they can't handle that. Right. Look at people doing Enron. They was folks killing themselves. Yeah. Some people can't handle being broke. I've been there. So, hey, <laughs> we I, both been there. <laughs> I like shoot. You know what? Started from the and bottom now. <laughs> I eat some ramen noodles or, you know what I'm saying, whatever I got to do. Vienna sausages. You know what I'm saying? Some bologna. Yeah, bologna, hot dogs. Listen, you give me six bucks, I'll make a meal. All kinds of stuff. For a whole week. I'm here. I know what it's like. You know, so it's better to start, like you said, from the bottom. It is. I think. But again, if you're only willing to start at the top, you'll never get off the bottom. That, that to me, that's. Don't look at people who got the stuff right now and think, oh, man. They got all that. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they went through to get that. Yeah, you know absolutely. So absolutely. Everything takes sacrifice and a grind. And you got to be persistent because no one around you will listen. Hell no. You got to be persistent. Visionary thinkers not only have great ideas, they can effectively communicate those ideas. But only to people who wouldn't listen. Yeah. Because, man, I, I'm done wasting my breath. Mm-hmm. It might it might be the last one tomorrow. Yeah. I ain't about to waste it on somebody who ain't trying to listen. Yeah. So. And this is the time that you'll be doing a lot of practicing. You know, you'll if you have to go to investors, you'll practice what you'll say. You're you're gonna you know practice what you say and what you write because pretty much everything has to go extremely well for you during this phase um, when you're being persistent. And and somebody says, you know what, damn, they're infectious and they're very zealous and, you know, um, they have a lot of tenacity and it just becomes, you know, it, it just spreads, you know, it just naturally just spreads because people see your enthusiasm about what it is that you're, if you're selling something or if you're doing something that is going to help others, whatever it is that you're doing or, you know, trying to accomplish, it becomes infectious. It, it just does when you are persistent. So now, before you get to the last step, mm-hmm. if you have a vision, does that mean that it's going to go exactly how you saw it? Oh, I want to, you know what? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I wish we had one of those things that you could go beep, you know, for the censorship. F no. (laughs) F no. (laughs) Fiuk. Yes. (laughs) Man, it it never happens the way. I don't want to say it never happens, but it rarely happens the way you visualize it. What's and that law? Is it a law where it's Murphy's said, law? Where it says if something can go wrong, it will. Yeah, but see, I don't think it. Ha- I don't think about it like that. I think about it like, okay, you're walking down the yellow brick road, right? And you see all these different paths, 
and then you see the path that has lollipops and gumdrops and then you see the you know this everything that will entice you off these paths and you make a right turn or a left turn they all have the same destination but sometimes the road is just longer if you make a turn before you actually needed to Yes, you have to stay grounded. You do. You definitely have to stay grounded. Because sometimes it looks like it ain't going the way you think it's supposed mm-hmm. to go. And you try to find shortcuts. Yeah. It never, God never works that way. He's like, look, it's it, it could be so simple. Because life is simple. The things that people appreciate in life are simple. Think about last year. Life was pure chaos before COVID. COVID was the chaos, and then everything else became calm. Ain't that crazy? Well, we had no choice. We was inside. No, no, no. But listen, everything else became calm. What if it wasn't a choice, right? Mm -hmm. People were spending more time at home with their families. Mm -hmm. People were, you see more people doing things that, that, that make them themselves, I'll say, you Mm -hmm. know, that make them happier. You know, they're looking, they were at first when they were going through the rigmarole of life pre-COVID, they were trying to find, you know, some sanity until Friday, Mm -hmm. until happy hour, Mm -hmm. until they go get smoke, drink, whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. the uh, motivational speeches that you listen to in the morning. Something that would make them happy, whereas opposed COVID happened and they were like, oh, I get to spend more time with my kids. I could spend more time with, you know, at home. I could spend more time doing, you know, my hobbies. I can open that business I want. I can do this. I can do that. Right? Mm. The world, COVID was the chaos and the world just went quiet. I mean, everything just kind of rebooted. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was bittersweet. In my yeah, it was bitter. It was bittersweet. It is bittersweet because we're still living this in, in you know, in some areas of the world. But um, it, it just... It allowed people to become, you know, more indicative of what was important. That's that's why I say I think it was bittersweet because as much as people feel like they lost, they had a chance to realize and look at what they actually have. You know, people lost their job. Some people lost their job, you know, got laid off or whatever. Um, lost family members, you know. Uh, they said I think domestic violence went up like <laughs> exponentially. Um, you know, it was just a lot that I think people. It, it was a lot that COVID caused negatively, but on the flip side of that, it was a lot that it caused positively, because I think for some people, you know, their stress levels went down of not having to deal with work. Right. You know, a lot of things they have to do at work and driving and all the traffic. A lot of people got to stay at home and work from home. Mm-hmm. Spend more time, like you said, with your family. Start that business that they always been wanting to start. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of people started businesses now. Make a little bit more money. And then when they got to go back to work, they're like, God damn. <laughs> I got to go back to work. I forgot I had a job. So, right, right. You know, I think, I think it I think it was a good thing. I, I know, you know, I hate to say it like that, but I think it was it was something that almost needed to happen. 
not that to, way. Not, I mean, well, I mean, it's just like saying, you know, I don't think anybody should die. I mean, we know as a part of life. But I'm saying, if you would have asked everybody, hey, should we come out with COVID? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, nobody would be like, no. Right. But look at look at the positive of it. You know what I mean? You can dwell on the negative, but why do that? Right. You know what I'm saying? You can dwell on, you know, losing people in your family, but why dwell on that? That doesn't help you. You know what I mean? Like, life goes on. You have to keep going on. So, you know, I think it helped people to really look at what they actually got. People, people was like, damn, like, I got all this time at home. Like, I ain't never had this much time right. at home. I can bake breads and sell cookies and do all kinds of stuff. But I, anyway, we getting off subject. You know, you know, hey, this is all part of the vision. <laughs> right. Somebody had a vision of putting that bullshit out here. Uh, the pandemic. <laughs> oh, had a vision of the we pandemic. Talk, we, we ain't gonna go there. So we ain't say every vision is good, you know, but right. somebody had a vision of it. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Again, uh, <laughs> you have to be persistent when no one listens. It is a hard, tedious task to be persistent when nobody is feeling you. Nobody understands where you're coming from, your perspective, especially if you live in the neighborhoods that we've come from and you uh, you want to do something beyond what you see, what's in front of you. People be like, man, you, that's only that's only for white folks. Or they'll say something like, man, you crazy. That ain't going to happen. You ain't going to do this. I done heard this way too many times. You think you better than everybody. And I'm like... If that's what it takes to live a better life, then I guess I'm better than everybody. I mean, that that sounded asinine to me, but a lot of times that's how a lot of people felt about me. And I was like, you know what? I, I don't want you in my in my presence. Be well, gone. I mean, that's that's what they feel. Yeah, be gone. It could be true. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you feel like that, I'm like, just that's fine. Keep I'm it to good. yourself. You know. Do you? If I'm you, good. I'm better than you if you're okay with mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. I'm better than you if I if I rather own and run my own business than to work for somebody. Well, I, I won't say that because if you have a job that you know that you appreciate, and you're grateful for, you love your job. Good for you. I'm just not one of them people. But that, but what I'm saying is, well, what I mean to say is, don't bash me for wanting my own business. Yeah, I seen something on Facebook the other yeah, day where they it was a meme or it was a photo, or whatever, and it showed a dude saying, "Hey, everybody, putting on Facebook, I just got this new job. I just got the new job," and he got all these comments, likes, yeah. and you know, heart emojis or whatever. You call and but then you had another picture the side of that. This dude's like, "Hey, everybody, I just started my own business." Yeah, it was only a couple. Me. It was only a couple people that said something. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have people who are. They think you're crazy for starting your own business. Right. Especially if you have a job and you quit it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of weird because look at all the businesses that we patronize. <laughs> like, and well, the businesses nobody... that we work for. <laughs> yeah, so that's my other thing. I was like, okay, you think I'm crazy for quitting my job to work for myself, but you want me to go to school, pay all that money in student loans to get a degree, to go through all of that, to come out and work for a business who a person that owns it did what I'm trying to do. He went off and started his own business, but you think I'm crazy? 
That doesn't make sense. So, but you don't say that the owner of that company is crazy. He had to start the company. Somebody had to start this business. And a lot of times they went to school, sometimes they didn't. Uh, most of the billionaires don't have a college degree. So, I just I I don't know people people don't you know kind of realize that but I I I thought about that the other day and I kind of laughed cause I was like that's kind of crazy that you would laugh or call someone stupid for quitting their job to start their own business but you patronize businesses every day and you work for somebody who owns that business yeah thanks. who doesn't work for nobody else right but okay right yeah that's so true and then for number five. Um, that the effort is worth it. The yeah, effort is worth it. Mm -hmm. They're sure the effort is worth it. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this. People who have a visualization never make it about themselves. If you make your visualization about your ego, your ego, excuse me, you'll never succeed. In fact, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> Because visionary thinkers place all the emphasis on their ideas and not themselves. Mm, yeah. It's about the idea. It's about birthing something to, you know, that would be advantageous to who, whomever your audience is. Or, you know, whatever invention you have. You know, whatever you have that is cooking inside of you. It don't have to be an invention, though, either. It that's what I'm saying. Anything, any vision. Mm -hmm. Whatever mm -hmm. you have, that's a that's a vision. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't make it about you. You make it about the idea. You put your emphasis on the idea that you have and that you want to give to the world. And you want to share it to the world. Would you like to share one of your visions? How about that night you woke up and you told me you saw something written, written on the wall? Yeah, that no, sounds crazy. It did sound a little crazy to me. I was like, I don't know what we did. <laughs> I don't know. She, <laughs> she got a hold of some bad drugs, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't have my CBD tea that night. <laughs> With THC. No, I, had no, I had none of that that I night. did not have none of that. <laughs> no, it was just, it was crazy because... I like literally just kind of, I felt like I had a premonition. Like God put something on my heart and on my spirit. And I didn't know what it was, but there was something that I wanted. You know, there's some things that I want so bad. And I didn't know how, you know, about how to get them because I had never seen anybody like, you know what I mean? I didn't have anybody to, to say, okay, this is how you do this or this is how you do that. Neither one of us did. But it happened. It's happening. You know what I mean? Like it literally is happening. And it was it's it's hard to describe because I think, you know, sometimes those things are really, really private. Mm -hmm. Um, when God gives you those visions, unless he unless he puts it on your heart to share with others. But that was at that time that was private because going back to one of the um habits of visionaries is you can't always share you have to you know you can't always tell people you got to show them uh -huh. and I think this show our show is one way of showing I mean right now you know we have you know a nice 
you know, a nice cast of listeners. And thank you guys so much. We love you. Um, but at the time, I didn't know how it was going to happen. You know, I was thinking, no, nobody want to hear my damn voice. You know, nobody want to hear my voice. Don't nobody want to see my ugly mug on the screen. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, it happened. It's happening. And that was one of the things that I visualized three years ago. And then I had that awakening or premonition or whatever you want to call it, you know, like a year or so ago. What was written on the wall? You still ain't told me. It's private, but it's uh, like I said. Oh, so you do know. Yeah, I do know. Oh, that's some weird. But it's happening. That's the thing, you know, like, that's why I do yoga and I meditate because I try to stay connected to to my inner spirit, to this, you know, spirit of the universe and, and, and really listen to what God has planned for my life. And a lot of people, and that's what was happening. That's the biggest thing of what was happening last year during COVID is that people were able to listen and have inter, is it introspection? Introspective? Yeah, they were able to be introspective um, during that time. Introspective, excuse me. They were able to look within and, and say, these are the things that I want for my life. You know, and I feel passion, you know, about this. And I'm supposed to be doing this. You are not supposed to wake up every day dreading to do something. That is not, that's not life. That's not a way to live. You are supposed to look forward to every moment of the day. And it took a while for me to to see that. But, you know, I have, you know, my husband who is, you know, encourages me to do a lot of things and like I said I meditate and I do yoga and it allows me to become one because yoga literally means becoming one mm. and people think you know oh my god you on some you know uh satanic or you know kind of yoga ain't satanic well Don't no no that. no I mean like when you talk about you know the universe you know you putting things out there in the universe mm. I believe in God of course absolutely you know he put things on my heart and in my spirit, <laughs> in my spirit, you put things in my spirit, and it just, you know, it, it happens. You just, man, it, it's hard to do, explain. Now, do you think people should have a vision board? Do you think I have, it works? I, it works for me okay. to see things um, like mapped out. I'm, I'm a creative person, so naturally, I'm gonna want to draw. Mm. I have to be doing something with my hands. Mm. You know, like Jesus was a carpenter. He was doing something with his hands, but he was also thinking. His mm. mind was working. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I'm Jesus. But I think, <laughs> I think you know, when people are physically doing something, mm. um, a lot of times it's kind of like what happens with meditation. You're not constantly thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next. You're just doing this. And then something comes to you and you say, okay that you know let me go this direction let me try this um a lot of times for me doing nothing was when i became introspective (laughs) when i was doing nothing you know some people have to be doing something every moment you know i gotta move around i gotta be doing something just to you know just to be doing something and it doesn't always work you know um, sometimes you got to sit back and allow your, your mind to rest and reflect. That's true. I tried a vision board. 
I don't know if it's if it was for me. It doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, like writing things down, that's hard for me to do. Well, see, I do that a lot. Yeah, I write you a do. lot of stuff, but also think about a lot. So a lot of my stuff is in my head. But like they say, it does help that you write your goals down. You write down your dreams, your vision, and just see it. It's like it's funny because I have a few notebooks over the years. I've just written a lot of stuff, and I'll go back and look at them, or on my phone when I put down a lot of my uh, my uh, reminders of things to do mm-hmm. from like a few years ago, and I'm like, everything I put down, I, I you know, I accomplished. I did it. <laughs> you know, in the notebooks, I go back and I looked at everything I wrote down. I, I accomplished that. So, like, that helps me. But like I said, with a vision board, some people it helps. You do a vision board and, you know, you put whatever you envision yourself having and doing. And it's something for you to look at every day on the wall. Because yeah. you got to be able to see it. You Not, have you know. to. You literally have to. I think, um, well, everything except for on my vision board that I did three years ago, because it was a three, it literally mm-hmm. says on there three year plan. But it could be three years from whenever I look at it. Um, we've done everything on that vision board. Mm-hmm. Every, you know, pretty much accomplished everything on that vision board, um, except for you know one or two things. And in there, you know, one of them is a huge thing, but we're working on that. And uh, the other one is kind of like it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Hey, when you vision, you gotta you gotta have faith. You gotta be focused on it. You gotta know it's gonna happen, which is not easy. It is not always easy, cause things be happening. And you be like, God, uh, is this supposed to be how it's supposed to go? Sometimes. So yeah, sometimes sometimes you gotta lose stuff too. Uh, I'm realizing that. Like sometimes you lose things that you thought you were supposed to have, mm-hmm. and it's like, nah, I got no, something no, else. See, for I you. think you know when. When people say that I lost things that I was supposed to have, I think you're supposed to have those things and lose them because there was a lesson in having that thing. That's true. That might be with people, too. Yeah. I think Sometimes that, people come in your life mm-hmm. to teach you certain things. They're not supposed to be there to stay. Stay, yeah. yeah. They're supposed to be there to teach you certain things, you know, whether that's your girlfriend, boyfriend, a mentor, or friend, or whoever. And that doesn't mean they're always going to teach you something positive. They can teach you what you don't want, what you want, you know what you know you need to look out for so and so forth so yeah i just think being a visionary is looking beyond fear yeah that's the biggest thing because you you do Can't things be you guys you gotta be fearless you got you literally Can't have care to be fearless about you that's the big thing i think a lot of people gotta struggle with that you care about excuse me you care about what people think about you what people are gonna say and it's hard to not do that yeah. because you do want most people's approval. You know, you want to know that, like Jennifer said, you want to know that you put this time and effort into writing this book and all that. You don't want to hear no negativity. You don't because you put your <laughs> sweat, blood, and, you know, sweat, blood, sweat, blood, and tears. You said the same thing. <laughs> Did I sweat, blood, and tears? Blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> proper way to say it. Yeah, you you put that into you know this this work into your work, and then you visualize it going one way, and you tell somebody, and they just piss on your dream. 
And it's like, man, I ain't gonna, you know. A lot of times what happens is people are not saying, you know what, I'm not gonna tell no one. They say, you know what, I'm not gonna do this. Uh, you know, because you, you have that one, and that person could be the most positive person, you know, but they don't see how your dream is supposed to happen. You see how your dream is supposed to happen. Don't let nobody who's not doing what you're doing or what you want to do to tell you what you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Or what you should do. Because I think, yeah, too, I that, that train can go both ways because there's some things that people absolutely should not be doing. And it's like, you ain't got no business doing that. I mean, if it's a vision. But it doesn't make it right. <laughs> I bet you, but you can't judge it. I can't tell you. Yeah, if you're like, true. hey, I want to be a, a porn star. That's my vision. I've been, <laughs> I've been seeing myself stroking that. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't be like, bro, that's crazy. That's stupid. Like, you know, you go, you, you better not tell no Christians that. It's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> right. What did you get out of my house? You know, it's the devil. The you devil. Throw a holy water <laughs> Say, out, the, out the door. <laughs> Satan that came in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's your vision, you like, bro. I, I, I see stroking. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, what I be doing. I saw myself being a pimp. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, if, if I see you five, ten years later, you pimping, I'm like, man, that man said that. <laughs> he said he was gonna do that. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm laughing way too hard. <laughs> I was saying we can't judge people on their vision. Like, I don't try to judge people anyway. You know what I'm saying? If you say, look, this is what I want, because I've heard people say they want to do something, and I did kind of think it was crazy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, well, hey, bro, hey, you can do it. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, especially right. if it make you, if it make make uh, make you some money or it helps people. Hey, I'd rather call myself a fool in private than <laughs> to look like one in public. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be like, oh, damn, he did do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She did do it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, do your thing. Like, but just don't tell people. And don't you know? Don't be scared of. Just don't listen. <laughs> to nobody telling you. I hate when people try to tell me how to do something or I oh shouldn't do something gosh. that they they not doing. You know, you tell people about like uh, you know the stock market. Oh man, the stock market is a scam, man. Don't nobody make no money. I'm like, bro, you sound you sound like an idiot. Like <laughs> the stock market makes people money. Yeah, like, people are actually you don't make no money in that joint. Several generations because of the stock market. So it's it's always people out here who. Who's quick to tell you what you should do and, and what's not gonna work, and they still working they nine to five, and and they ain't got no money. Well, let's. I ain't saying everybody who working nine to five, working nine to five we'll ain't got no miserable money. Miserable working. No, no, no I'm not five. saying the fact that you're working nine to five. Mm-hmm. I'm still working, but I'm saying you working nine to five and you ain't got no money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, you ain't even in a position to do anything. You know, I've said it before. When COVID hit, that man, that put a lot of people to test. Yeah, because it, that it, it showed, hey, were you prepared for something like that to happen? Are you prepared for Jehovah's return? <laughs> 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 hey, were you prepared for that? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to be able to, you know what I'm saying, to, to not have money, you know, to pay whatever, and lose your job, and get laid off, get your hours cut. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people weren't prepared for that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. The only people that I was prepared for is the people that planned it. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, like, but there was people who, who we gonna get cut off the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if y'all don't hear hear us no more, it's probably because of this one. Right. But look, it was people that planned for that, 
but they've been playing for that specifically. They plan yeah. for something. Yeah. If something happens, I got six, twelve months worth of you know expenses in my account. Yeah. And you have to plan like that. Everybody should. So everybody should. You know, it's not about working a nine to five. It's everything that we talking about is really just about your mindset. Cause you can have a horrible mindset and you know still kind of have money, which I don't know how that would work too much, but. You know, everything starts with the mindset. Yeah, yeah. You everything know. starts with the mindset. Absolutely. Everything, so. And as a visionary challenge, I'm reading this. Um, it comes from a founder, Michael Sky, who's a founder of the Vision Force Academy. He, had a, he has a visionary challenge for, um, I guess, cadets or agents around the world. And he says, honestly reflect on your life to see in which areas, excuse me, you are not living powerfully and passionately from a bold vision. In such areas, dramatic positive change seems impossible, impractical, or not worth the effort. With the vision, dramatic positive change occurs not only as possible, practical, and worth incredible effort, but as all there is to do a powerful vision calls you naturally into heroic action I think that's amazing because when you have a vision there is no plan B plan B is only to make plan A work yeah you know I I have plan B's you know cause like you say you in your mind you're thinking about well you know what I got plan A but just in case this don't work I'm gonna do this and the thing is, is I didn't know what I learned was having that plan B takes away from you putting your all into plan A and making that right. work. So, you know, you go on that job or whatever, you start that business, you're like, all right, well, if this don't work, I can always go get a job. You're probably going to end up working that job. Right. Because you didn't put your all into making your business work. Going into it knowing that it is not going to be easy, it's going to be long hours, a lot of people probably gonna think you crazy. They probably not gonna support you like you you think they should. You know what I'm saying? It's probably gonna take more money than you thought it was. You are gonna lose a lot of sleep. You're not gonna be able to travel as much. You probably gonna lose people. You know, friends, family, whoever. But if you stick through it and you keep going, you know it's better on the other side. It really is. It really is. And we are success is not easy. Success is not easy, and it is not to those that are faint at heart at all <laughs> um you just got to consider the inner vision whatever your vision is you know you want to follow it and go with it again the five habits of visionary thinkers uh, you got to make sure it's worth it right you think about the vision your overall goal and you put emphasis on the idea and not on yourself you got to persist <laughs> when no one is listening. You just got to be persistent. You got to be tenacious. You got to want it. You got to eat it. You got to think it. You got to drink it. You just got to encompass that whole visionary persona. Like, mm -hmm. it, you got to be real with it. You got to be willing to start small. Start from the bottom. Again, if you're, um, if you're only willing to start at the top, you'll never get off the bottom. You got to be fearless and go against the crowd. You, you got to be that, you know, you see that picture, uh, 
that are usually on a corporation's wall and everybody else is in black and white and then there's one person that's in like color mm. you you got to be that person in color um and then you got to make sure you you show and not tell yep and then you have it there you have it folks and just to end our do you have anything else that you want to that you want to add Ramon? hey just uh you know support your your folks you know what i'm saying because we're putting out all this content. You know, we, we we went from having no followers, one follower. To we up there a little bit now. Yeah. We got, we got a few folks. Started from the bottom, now we here. Hey. Started from the bottom, now the whole club rocking. Hey, you got to keep going. Even if you got one person, it don't even matter. Absolutely. And as the saying goes that we have for today, everyone has two eyes, but no one has the same view. And that's the same with vision. Sight and vision are two different things. Mm. That's true. All right. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Slow Wealth Podcast. That is Success Lives on Elevation. I am Kendra. And I'm Ramon. And as we have with all of our shows, we're going to ask you to subscribe, love us, a.k.a. like us. We are on Facebook at Slow Wealth. That is S-L-O-E-W-E-A-L-T-H. You can email us at invest at slowwealth.com. That is I-N-V-E-S-T at S-L-O-E-W-E-A-L-T-H dot com. We are on all of the <laughs> podcast, podcast platform. Spotify, Apple, you know, all that stuff. iTunes, Stop Google, Google Play, Google. Amazon, music, YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube now. Again, that's Slow Wealth, S-L-O-E-W-E-A-L-T-H. Go to our Slow Wealth uh, YouTube channel and watch all of our interviews. They are very informative, and the people that are um, that we've interviewed are so amazing. Yeah, we're gonna keep on keep coming. Yeah, we are. We have some phenomenal interviews set up coming up soon so stay tuned keep your ear to the slow wealth channel y'all we love y'all so much again thank you instagram too oh yeah we're on instagram too see i am so slow i'm an analog girl in a digital world but anyways we love y'all we appreciate y'all again keep your ear close to the ground for us all right we love y'all holla